Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Alderman Brian Hopkins is with us. He represents the second ward. There's been a lot going on with Chicago City Councilman, but uh, welcome to the show, Alderman. What's the latest on the search for the top cop? I know that there were 19 city council members that wanted to see a particular candidate be interviewed. And of course, there is a commission that stands between you and the interview process. Tell us about that. Yeah, this was just uh, an expression of frustration for those of us who voted no on the legislation that created this entire process, not just the superintendent selection process, um, but the entirely new layer of police accountability and the elected district councils where we just had people going to the polls earlier this year, seeing names on the ballot saying, what is this? You know, what, what is this new system? We had a vote for people uh, that nobody had ever heard of uh, to basically uh, have control over the police department. This whole thing was a mistake. And 13 aldermen voted no back in July of 2021 when this legislation passed. And this is the reason we voted no. You have this unaccountable commission that clearly, you know, they claim to be independent, but they're really not. You know, they've got their own biases, uh, which is the reason they didn't even grant the number three ranking official in the police department the courtesy of an interview uh, for the top job. It's just an indefensible decision, and it highlights the biases inherent in this group that's been delegated the authority uh, to select the nominees for this important job of police superintendent. You know, there's a better way to do it. Um, and it's it's too late now because we're in the middle of this process. Unfortunately, we have to see it through to the end. Uh, but those of us who signed the letter uh, did so out of an objection uh, to what is clearly an unfair process that's that won't result in, in the best candidates being selected as finalists. So, you know, you're right. I just got to say when when the it's just so tragic because when the election took place, you cannot believe how many people were reaching out to us saying, I don't know what what is this about? Why don't I know more about it? Who am I voting for? And I do believe you're accurate in saying that some people voted for names that they thought sounded okay, or maybe they knew somebody, and then there were people that skipped it all together. Yeah, and, you know, there was a a fair amount of media coverage. I really was a little bit surprised uh, in the run-up to the election by the number of people who contacted my office or, you know, who said, as you pointed out, they didn't know anything about it. You know, it was fairly covered, um, but it's like anything else. It, it gets lost in the news cycle. It didn't seem to be as significant of a story as it turned out to be, and people may have just skimmed the headline and skipped over it or whatever. But, you know, we tried to put the word out um, because we were actually, you know, at one point we were seeking candidates, you know, for, for these offices. Um, and, frankly, a lot of people who were motivated to run for these offices did so because they have an anti-police bias. You know, they, they support the defund the police movement and all those other things. And they thought, well, here's a chance for me to actually get control of the police department um, and make decisions that maybe not a lot of Chicagoans would agree with. Um, and this is yet another example of it. I think most Chicagoans would say a 28 year old deck or a 20, 28 year um, of service a decorated veteran of the Chicago Police Department 
deserves an interview for the top job. I mean, most I'm guessing Chicago you're talking about um, Chief of Patrol Brian McDermott, right? Yes, I am. Chief McDermott, and, 28 years of service. Alderman, and is Steve he, has a question Is it for that you. he didn't get the interview or he didn't get back for a second interview? Well, he, he didn't pass the initial screening. He, okay. You know, there was a, a phone call. I mean, he, he basically got the courtesy of a phone call to confirm his interest in the position and his submission of the documents through the, you know, the online service where he had to submit all his material. Uh, and that was it. He, he didn't make it past that, that screening process, almost as if he didn't meet the minimum qualifications, which, again, the man has 28 years of service to the Chicago Police Department. He's the number three ranking official in the department. He has a long list of awards and commendations, a, a pretty good record you know, for, for a guy in his capacity, and he doesn't even get an interview. There's no way. Do you think that that's because he's white? Do you that. think it's because he's white and they're looking for a black superintendent? Well, I, I can't say that until we see the list of finalists. You know, I mean, sh- clearly in Chicago, racial considerations are always present. So I, I would expect that the, the six finalists, you know, will represent a broad coalition of racial backgrounds. Um, so I can't I can't make a definitive statement against Chief McDermott that, you know, he was eliminated because of his race. Um, but clearly his qualifications on paper, besides his demographics, uh, would suggest that he should have been one of the finalists. Okay, two things, Alderman. First of all, the, when the, this group presents its list of three to uh, Mayor Johnson, he can reject all three and, and make them go back to the drawing board, as I understand it. But the second thing is, so what are you after here? I mean, it's the it's the law of the land, if you will. Do you want it? Are you looking at the next selection? Are you next election, or are you trying to get some sort of remedy for McDermott right now? No, I, I think it's too late for that. Um, you know, as you said, this is the law. We, you know, I voted no. Uh, I went for this law being created. However, you know, there were only 13 votes of no and uh, 36 votes of yes. So it passed over my objections. I've got to live with it and I'm living with it, uh, but I don't like it. And, you know, I just want to highlight uh, this example of, of some of the reasons that I voted against this community commission uh, being created in the first place, we've given up control of our police department. And when I say we, I mean the elected officials, the aldermen, and to a certain degree, even the mayor, although he does have the choice in, in this instance, you know, we still have the consent decree that looms large over everything we do. And now we have the independent police commission uh, with the district councils, you know, making recommendations. Uh, so we've really diluted our own ability to control our own police department. But you didn't have influence over it. But you didn't have control over it before this new panel was set up, right? I mean, there, even then there was a separate panel uh, making the three recommendations. Yes, but the mayor had control over that process. You know, the mayor picked the people who made made the choice and, and made the screening choice. And I think that's how it is. You know, when, when you're the mayor of the city, you, you're blamed for every problem. You know, ostensibly, you can get credit for the solutions because, as the saying goes, the buck stops here. In this case, Mayor Johnson's in an untenable position. He's going to get a lot of blame if things don't go well and if we can't solve the, you know, the, the crime problem. Did we lose him? Control that other mayors have had. Um, 
Hey, he, you know, Anthony Driver, he's been on the show. He's the president of the community or the Community Commission for Public Safety and Accountability. Your fellow council members voted for that commission. You were outvoted. Majority wins, right? And he right. went on to say that this reaction is frustrating but not unexpected. He said that is the Chicago way, and that's exactly why our commission was created and to rid ourselves of that. I'm 100% confident that every person who applied for this position was treated fairly. So when will the list be presented to Mayor Johnson? Uh, We think we're probably two weeks, possibly three weeks away uh, from the list being presented. Uh, And and from all accounts, they're they're on schedule. Uh, We don't expect any delays. Um, they're proceeding apace. I'll give them credit for that much, at least. They're, they're not dragging their feet. Um, and we expect within two to three weeks we'll have that list. Now, see, look, I, I would like to see them work with CPD on this process because I agree with the fact that these are not people who have a police background. It, w- it, it would be like if we brought in somebody who had nothing to do with radio and said, hire a new staff for this radio station. Well, Lisa, that happens all the time. <laughs> Thank God we're not in charge of the city, but, you know, that that's, you know, I kind of would like to see that there would be a collaboration and not have it all dependent on the decision of the Community Commission for Public Safety and Accountability. Yeah, I I think your point is valid. And and I would point out that, you know, politics and government may be the only field or the only profession uh, where you could run it with a badge of honor that you don't have any experience for the job. I mean, that was part of Mayor Lightfoot's campaign when she first ran. I'm an outsider. I've never had an elective office before. So vote for me. You know, Bruce Rauner used that to get elected governor. They point to it as a, a matter of pride that they have zero experience in the field that they're seeking to run, as if that's a good thing. Uh, I don't believe it is. You know, I've, I've been in government my whole life. It's my career. It's my profession. Um, I've, I've learned, you know, every year I seem to, you know, learn something new, as most people do in the course of their career. Um, and for someone to come along with no experience in, in the field of public service, and to say, you know, I can I can do better than anybody else because I have no experience. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. And this applies in what's happening right now with law enforcement, where you have people with no experience in the very complicated and, and often dangerous field of policing. Um, and they're they're the ones making the decisions now. Uh, and it, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Well, thank you for joining us, Alderman. Oh, thank you for having me, Lisa. Appreciate it. Alderman Brian Hopkins, Second Ward. Steve has your news at three. We'll get the update on this, the submersible, which we now know is uh, been discovered in a debris field, and those on board have been presumed lost. Right now, Gabe has a check on your weather and traffic.